welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, Marty. Hey, what's up, DJ? I like that. I asked you. Hey, first. Hey, you did. <laughs> so what do you know? I don't know anything, man. Hey, so we're... <laughs> we just finished up at uh, Gordon Brish. Brish? How do you say How do you say that? Well, considering you're three beers in, you kind of say it however you want to say it. They're not even beers. They're like tall Big boys. Big old tall boys. And considering they're not your weak-ass, you know... Coors Light tall boys, they're like extra tall oh, boys for you. Don't go in on me right now, man. Come Aww. on, that's fucked yeah. up, dude. Don't don't do that. All right, well we're, we're walking into South Point, the home of Mobile Tech Vegas, and we just got back from Gordon Bears Brewery, recording a podcast with Rad Auto Detailing. Yeah, it was great. On uh, a lot. On a lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of the topic name. I mean, so it was mostly about marketing. A so lot about how marketing. How can detailers, no matter what spectrum of, did they just start? Are they part of the way through? Are they full on big shop? How do they do marketing? Yeah, we had a marketing expert on, yeah. on the podcast too, which which definitely helped. So a lot of good conversation around that and uh, what you should and should not do and. I mean, it was great. We should uh, we should walk what, our what way. What should we do right now? I think uh, I think you know I think Ray's thinking she should uh, throw some money down on this. Are you gonna go fight on our table? Yeah. Go Just put a five down. Chair? Just throw a five down. and We'll see what happens. <laughs> Ray says. Uh, <laughs> she says. <laughs> 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 what to do? Maybe. Oh, you throw a five down and see what happens. Let's go. We're going. All right. Let's go find a five dollar table. Hey, you guys uh, enjoyed the podcast. Let's let's get Ray retired. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Wait, when is SEMA? Yeah, we're gonna tell fourth me through the eighth. That's what he said. November fourth through the eighth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he said. Okay. That's a pretty important date. That's yeah. I think you're right. SEMA, November 4th through the 8th. That's when we're going to be there. Yeah. And Tuesday is pint night. That's correct. Gordon Beers Brewery. Are you recording right now? 8 to 10 o'clock on Tuesday of SEMA. And they should register at SEMAPintNight.com. But I need the, like, DJ... Full on. You can't just come take it. Can you do it? Not, you no. did it at the episode the other night. Doing an episode right now. Okay. Doing something else. Right. You're doing schedule. So you should like, you're ready to look at a <laughs> schedule and be like, SeamaPintNight.com. I can do it, but not right now. SeamaPintNight.com. Right you need a beer? You need me? I have a beer in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know where you can get a beer? Not fucking. SEMA Pie Night. You can get a beer at SEMAPieNight.com. You're absolutely right. The Pints and Polishing Podcast. It's the another. DJ, we like these live editions, don't we? Why is that? 
because we get to hang out together in a public place and not just locked in our rooms. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We must be in Vegas. We're, we we're, are. We're, we're less than one hour in Vegas and the gay jokes already start. I'm not cheersing to the gay joke. That wasn't a gay joke. You took it gay. Uh, I didn't mean it gay at all. If anyone listens to this podcast, we the, the beginning of the podcast, you we always end up going gay somehow. No. You just have homosexual fears that you're trying to express when, since we're in Vegas. Absolutely not. <laughs> Moving on. Cheers to community. There you go. All right, we've got uh, joining with us here at the Gordon Beers Brewery, the one and only Ray. The crowd goes wild. <sighs> what am I supposed to say? You're supposed to say hi. Hi. Ray, thank you for all the nice notes in my boxes. Ah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and we've got Tanner. What's up? Tanner. All right, so... DJ, we are at the Gordon Beers Brewery. Back. We are back. This is becoming one of our absolute favorite spots here in Vegas. Uh, the Hefeweizen is unbelievable. So, Josh, when you and Brendan said, I think, Brendan, was it you that said you wanted to do a Hefeweizen? I did, yes. And it was like sold because I love their Hefeweizen. so good here. What do you think, DJ? All the stars aligned, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, think already? So. Yeah. All right, so... Our guest today is Mr. Josh Parks from Rad Rad Auto Detailing. Um, Josh, always a, a big contributor. Uh, love your work. Uh, give us a background story. You know, tell us who you are. Give us you know a little bit of business, and then Brendan will hop into you. I like long walks on the beach, You're six foot. So, I mean, what what got you into it? Were you, you say on a whim, it kind of... Josh, we find yeah. out even more awesomeness. For sure. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to go back, so I hope you guys are ready. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready, man. <laughs> We've got years. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Josh, introduce uh, Brendan to us, Mr. Hackett, and uh, let us know how you guys got introduced, uh, what that relationship is, and then Brendan, you know, we want to jump into your background story, who you are, where you come from. Uh, 
skills that maybe need a website, uh, they need an online scheduling, they need, uh, they want to do SEO or SEM or really anything a business would need, I can do for them. So, so what's the difference, uh, DJ? Help us out. What's what's SEO? What's SEM? Uh, yes, DJ or me? Yeah, well, I he, like putting DJ on the spot. He, yeah, he he <laughs> he asked me, and I'm not really sure why. But I'm gonna go ahead and pass it over to oh, you, the you expert. <laughs> but thank you for uh, thanks for giving me some mic time, Marty. I appreciate that. Yeah. So really, go ahead. So search, SEO is search engine optimization. So if, if somebody is trying to get like to page one on Google, um, they'll hire us to do like an SEO. We do an SEO money back guarantee, so we will guarantee that we'll get the, whatever those keywords are that you want to get to the page oh. one on Google there for you. And Hold on. You said an SEO money back guarantee. Hold on, real quick. So you, you grazed over that, and I, I, I'm going to backtrack again. Hold on. So money back guarantee, and I know some companies that reach out, you know, we get flooded all the time with people saying, hey, we can help you with your SEO. We can help you get on the front page and so forth. But it's going to take 12 months to do that. At yep. what point do you give their money back if it's not being well, – I mean, is it a 6- to 12-month commitment before it's, you see results, or are you saying that you can get quicker results? So I, I never guarantee anything when it comes to like how quickly what I do is I meet with that individual business and depending on their keywords, uh, location, because think about a lawyer in New York City is going to be different than a lawyer in like Pawnee or some of that, right? Right. So, uh, each person's a little bit different. So what I do is I, I individualize every client what they need. So I go in and I make sure that I give you a full breakdown of everything you're doing online. Uh, I break down your website and make sure you know everything about your business. And so when it comes to like the SEO part of it, like that's something we do too. I have a whole proposal for you. You'll know ahead of time what that contract is or how long it is that we can estimate we can get you there or get you to that part. And then if we don't fulfill our job, we will we will refund that money to you guys. So that's what that's what our SEO money back guarantee is that we can guarantee that. Now it's those keywords. It's not. It's not. You know, people aren't gonna be searching for everything random. It's whatever those keywords are that we selected. So very cool. Uh, and uh, so it's it's not a cheap process, but it, for people who are trying to be competitive in a competitive market, then that's something that they like to do. I mean, it's a big gray area, though, right? Like I think the question derives from, you know, as detailers, and I guess we can just jump right into we we kind of chase a rabbit real quick. Is you know we get promised a lot of stuff from marketing companies. And, you know, DJ's question's valid. You know, what, is, what does the guarantee exactly mean? Yeah, because if I know I'm going to get results in, I don't know, X amount of months, then cool, I'll wait. But someone that doesn't know when that, what's up, man? When that, um, when that time comes, it might be a little bit of a, a big gray area. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. dive into that in a second. One second. We got interrupted. Brennan, we got, we've got uh, the, the man himself here, the brewer for Gordon Beer's Brewery. He's going to explain to us what we can taste and all the info about the Hefeweizen. All right. Come on over, man. What's your name? Hi, I'm uh, Julio Lances. I'm the head brewer here at Gordon Beers, Las Julio, Vegas. Cheers, man. Well, cheers. you didn't bring a beer. Yeah. How come you didn't have a beer? I'm, I'm still a little busy in the back. I'm still a little busy in the back. No worries. Yeah. All right, so Julio, we uh, we wanted to drink uh, Hefeweizen. We've been here before. We love you, Hefeweizen, yeah. but we're detailers. We okay. wish we knew more about beer, yeah. so help us learn about okay. so, what, what's in a Hefeweizen, where so, does it come from, all so that stuff. So German wheat beer, 
Um, all my ingredients come straight off from Germany. Uh, you know, I got the I got the pale wheat, you know, the bar, uh, pale barley, um, yeast, hops. They're all coming from Germany. Uh, so uh, what you taste pretty much is going to be a little clove, banana, and bubble gum. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's always either. Yeah, it's always well. It's either or, right? It's Correct. Either, some people um, taste banana. Some people taste bubble gum. And some people, yeah. So clove, banana, and big bubble gum. You know, depends on your palate. But uh, you know, some people are just gonna taste a little different. You know. Yeah. But those those three are usually what people what taste. What makes the Hefeweizen different than uh, other beers? Wheat um, and the yeast. So those. Uh, Profiles from the yeast, you know, you're gonna come the clovey, bubblegum, and banana are coming straight up from the yeast. That's all coming from the yeast. Correct. So, like on the new IPAs that have come out with like the citra hops and that type of stuff. So that's coming from taste, hops. Yeah, it's coming from the hops. Mm-hmm. It's coming from that specific hop. So that clove, that banana, depending on what hop that the brewer used, or is it always for, the same hop? For IPAs, is hops. For this one, is the yeast. Oh. We're, okay. we're talking about half a bison. Right. So we half are, a bison. But I was, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's cool. So yeah. the IPAs is the yeast. That's good to know. The IPAs the hops. Which is the flavor for yeah. a half a bison is yeast. Is the yeast. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, so but I you still put hops in, right? Correct, but very minimum. That's why you don't taste any bitterness in it. Yeah. Instead of the IPA, the IPA you, I put a lot of hops. You know it. And most of the flavors are going to come from that hops. You know, it depends on, you know, citra, mosaic. You know, they all have their specific flavors coming from those hops. Um, Well, this is incredible. So I use about uh, 51% wheat and 49% pale barley on this, um, on the the grill, uh, grain bill. You know, so uh, it depends, but it's very traditional. This, you know, like, it's, it's as close as you guess from, you know, coming from Germany. So. so what makes a German, and Brendan, so Brendan, who's on the podcast, yeah. your your heritage is German, right? Uh, German, Irish, Polish, yes, sir. But my father-in-law was coaching in Germany, American football in Germany. And uh, so being over there for a couple of weeks with my wife, we, uh, you know, Hefeweizen was pretty much the beer of choice. And so anytime I drink it, it just kind of takes me back to a, uh, a good place. Yeah. So my first, so for me, Hefeweizen too is one of those first beers. Um, still one of my favorite beers uh, is Franziskaner. Yeah, love Franziskaner. Um, but so what makes what makes a German wit beer right? That's what it. Wit is just the different from American wheat. What makes those different? Ingredients and like, yeast. Well, what, so, what like like what? Well, the ingredients are straight off from Germany. You know, like if you use. Um, American yeast is not going to be the same as German yeast. You know, it's barbarian. So, certain amount of uh, strain of yeast are going to be different. You know, so the yeast I get is straight off. Different strains, Marty. Different yeah. strains, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had that 420 strain beer the other day. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a nice strain. It was a good strain. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it makes the difference on the, on the hefeweizens. You know, like where the yeast is coming from and the ingredients. So cool. Uh-huh. Well, anything we should know specifically about your Gordon Breersh uh, uh, Hefeweizen? Okay, so I do, like I said, I do very traditional, like they do in German. Um, so if you see the brew house right, you know, right behind me there, it's actually a 20-year-old German brew house. Um, so I do like a, a special um, process that they do in Germany. 
Uh, it's called decoction. So in the mash process, I actually boil 20% of the mash, and then I mix it up together just to get that extra uh, smoky flavor, you know. Yeah. Um, and the yeast love that. So um, a lot of brewers nowadays here in America, they cannot do it because um, they're not made for that. They're brew house. And this one is. So. That's why yours is better. Um, oh, come on, man! Just say it. Yours is better, yeah, right? Man, there's a lot of good, you know. There's you a, there's there a lot go. of good ones, you yeah, know. Don't there. be too so humble. It's a yeah. Really, really good Hefeweizen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank oh. you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, any other questions you guys got? Or? No. Uh, hey, thanks for your time, we'll man. We'll be here yeah. November for SEMA. Okay. We're going to be doing a pints and polishing podcast pint night. Nice. So we're going to give away free beer to detailers. Yeah. Hefeweizen is definitely on the menu for that. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Well, invite me. I'll, I'll be here, you know. So You'll be here. We'll be there. There you so, go. We'll all, we'll all <laughs> be right here there. at the same we'll place. Be, and Josh will be here, too. Very cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah Josh will be here. Sweet. Yeah, very cool. All right. Yeah. Ray? You say a certain number I don't know. The eighth. Okay. It'll be that uh, Tuesday, right? Is it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday? yeah, I'll be here. Just you know, like if you if you can remind me or I'll, just oh, get know. my card, just get my card. <laughs> oh, you'll you'll, you'll, you'll <laughs> well, I usually leave early. We'll that's why cold, I don't we'll I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't stay here. That yeah. you know I I, I will leave hey, early. The details so. are a rowdy bunch. That's what I'm saying. Like you'll you'll know that <laughs> we're here because the they're a big day. rowdy yeah. bunch. There's there. a guy named Josh Parks. You should really be watching. Out yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be drinking here too then. All right. Nice meeting you guys. Thanks for coming out and telling us about your beer. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, see you, man. All right, hey, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting lesson. Yeah, you just got schooled, man. Nice. It was delicious. It's a great beer. So, what beer? That's what we're drinking. That Hefeweizen. What are you guys drinking? So uh, we are drinking. My father-in-law, while he was in Germany coaching, picked up just really a love for beer itself, just because of how. Doing a homebrew Hefeweizen. Sounds like Marty's house. Yeah, I he love it. Bottles with no labels on it. It is delicious. Mm, nothing like a good homebrew Hefeweizen. That's awesome. All right, so let's jump back into what we were talking about. Um, yeah. Sorry. So I was stuck on your... Uh, <laughs> DJ sorry. was swallowing. I was, I was actually taking a drink. Yeah, you were swallowing your beer. Yeah, that's great, Marty. Uh, so, yeah, I was... Thank you for explaining your, your kind of, uh, I guess, money-back guarantee. It's just, I guess, to some detailers, it may be a little bit of a gray area there in, in a sense of how, and, how you can kind of judge when and when not. It's working, but I'm sure you got all that, you know. Well, and that's, I mean, we have fully transparent reporting, too, that shows you... There you go. Yeah. There you go. One. Okay. There we go. Yeah, it's not gonna be like, hey, today we're gonna be on page one. So yeah, awesome. it's, a, it's a process, but you know, with, with SEO, it's because I think you and I talked about that actually. Yeah, we did for sure. And uh, you know, it's something that it's an investment. People are looking to do that, but I mean, there are definitely other options out there as well that we handle. But the biggest thing I would tell detailers is like, just make sure you trust whoever it is you're talking to and who you're working with, and. Uh, in this line of work, the biggest thing I found is people have been just sold on things instead of actually trying to get the right solutions. 
and I believe in getting the person the right solution, not just them. I like it. Thank you. That that, that made that made perfect sense. I appreciate it. So if I can hop on and just like piggyback from like our perspective, DJ. Yeah. Uh, for sure, like there are definitely people that try and cram marketing and stuff down our throat. Like I can't think of how many Google phone calls I get a day of like, can you plan your business? We'll you know we'll run your Google page for ninety. Right. That's right. Sure, man. Awesome. All right, but so Brendan, we don't know really who you are, though. So. So are you all different types of industries, or just do you specifically have an industry you focus on, or no? Uh, so I, I guess there really isn't I, a specialty, because it, it, SEO is SEO, and SEM is SEM, right? I mean, you do yeah. the same thing no matter what business it is, but do you have a niche, or no? No, I'll be honest with you, like, uh, the most, um, like, especially the help with Josh, helped a bunch with just passing my information along, or people are interested in, like, hey, what kind of... Of scheduler to use, and so people. I mean, Josh has really helped out with uh, detailers, especially with that is having an online scheduling tool. Because Josh, yeah. like a lot of people, were getting phone call after phone call after phone call. It's stressful, yeah. DMs, and so uh, I'll be honest, like landscapers, anything really contract-wise, like landscapers, service-based, yeah. Yeah, those have been the ones I really seem to help a lot with because that's the biggest thing. They're normally the ones still in the field yep. working. Yeah. They're yep. not. They're not behind the They desk, need so. you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I try to just give people that place. And, you know, Josh and I were talking earlier in the shop here, and he was like, you know, people will still call me. He's like, nope, go online and schedule through my Thrive. Oh, yeah, like, man. Why don't I really do this? He's like, nope, don't care. Go through this way. So, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'm trying to make Josh's life as easy as possible so he can do what he does, and, and that's what he loves to do is detail cars. And so that's what I'm trying to make sure he has time for. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. It's all about doing what kind of, I guess, working in your strengths. And, Josh, you figure that out, you know. Your strength is not what, you know, he can do for you. So that's awesome that you found someone that can do it, that meshes with you, and you guys, you know, just vibe, I guess. So it's awesome. Yep. And our, and our business, like, what I, what I do with Thrive, I mean, I don't have, a, like, a cookie-cutter package for everybody. I go in, and 
kind of like what Josh said. I kind of talk to you and see what your needs are, and then you're like, hey, Brendan, this is my biggest thing. And, and uh, like, just for instance, like a week ago, I helped another detailer out in, uh, in Oklahoma here. He was like, I need this and this. I'm like, let's just start with the basics. We need to build a good foundation for your company first before we start adding things on. So, and that's, that's, that's awesome, too, to know that because you don't have a set package and a set plan. You have to do X, Y, and Z. Nope. You can go from A to Y to E to B to W. I mean, yep. that's pretty cool, man. Yep. So I just try to help. Because a lot of guys just start like Josh. They just kind of like go through jobs and say, you know what, I'm going to build a business. And, and know, they, they, they really need your help, yeah. Maybe they're yeah. not 100% sure of like, what the back end stuff is. Like, hey, what are what are keywords in my website or what's meta tags? And so I try to help explain all those things to people as well. Yeah, and I'm sure you stay up to date to all the latest, like, trends of the internet and all that crap too so i mean why why us put in the work when you you know that's that's your job so that's cool all right let's jump into topic number one because that would be a good segue um definitely have solidified you know you're an expert in in what you're doing definitely yeah i i think I think there's a lot of people that have had really great results from, you know, what uh, what your business and what you guys are doing. Yep. But I really wanted to break it down into different segments, okay? So wanted to talk about, okay, cool. Let's just talk about marketing in general first. Okay. Let's define what is marketing. I think that would be a good question first. So. Josh, Josh, from a detailer perspective, how do you define marketing? Um, so for me, marketing is just, you know, there's a lot of platforms, but in a nutshell, it's using different channels to basically express what your business does or what your brand is or what you're selling or what problem you're solving. Uh, use those channels to kind of get that out to the public. I wouldn't say advertising. I would say it, it's definitely more of a strategy to advertise is uh, a lot more specific, whereas advertising, in my opinion, is cast this huge net of like, hey, I'm going to run a Facebook ad to target everybody in it, but, you know, marketing is being a lot more thoughtful and, and uh, deliberate about what you're trying to do. You're trying to hit a specific clientele rather than trying to let people know who you are. So, DJ, when you think of marketing, how do you define it? Yeah, I mean, I think I I just know that you've got to have, I think you said it too, like, you've got to have a target market first. So if you have your target market nailed down as to who you're targeting, all your marketing, your branding, everything is focused towards that one type of uh, of target market so that your efforts are are going to be more successful because everything you do is based on a specific type. We call them a customer avatar. So it's your, your avatar, you've got a specific person, their age range, their buying habits, and so on and so forth. I won't get into how you find who that is, but um, once you, you find who that is, you can market to them, and you're gonna have much more success because your marketing is actually intentional. Now, you're gonna pick up people that are not in that demographic for sure, but you know your marketing's consistent to one specific type of demographic that you're going after, Therefore, we're going to have better results. Therefore, we're going to have better revenue, and so on and so forth. So, cool. So, from from a marketer's aspect, how do you define Brendan? How do you define marketing? So, I think marketing, uh, especially when it comes to like auto detailers, you guys, uh, I think you're, I think DJ was kind of hitting right on the head there with branding, because really, you guys can market all day long, but if no one knows your brand, if nobody knows what 
brand like that, then what is the what is the point of putting everything great out there? Because people aren't going to know your brand. And so I think marketing is all about brand awareness. And uh, what does that mean? What does brand mean? You know, we we. We've got a discussion tomorrow on branding and marketing, <laughs> so, so yeah, hey, uh, give us some input. So I think branding, I mean, you could, there's a, it's funny, there's an app out there and it's nothing but logos and you just have to say what that logo is and so a branding, everybody can look at an Apple logo, right, and know what that is and people can look at McDonald's logo and know what that is, that's all branding, so, um, you know, it's really about, you know, I'll, I'll watch a TV show and I'll see like a Walmart bag, like, place inside of that scene and I'm like hey that was some good branding right there for Walmart and so branding is just about having that awareness so when people think of X then they think of that brand if that makes sense so people are thinking of uh, you know detailing products they think of total auto solutions or they think of you know the guy who uh, details my car it's, it's uh, rad detailing and I can't remember the guy's name worked there not eco green they don't no, think no, of no. him <laughs> yeah, no, not at all <laughs> <laughs> The oh, guy good. with the goatee, I can't remember his name, but uh, it's just uh, that guy. So, uh, so I, I, you know, I think branding is just something that people can recognize uh, without even seeing a word associated with it. And so um, I love that, like, especially a lot of audio detailers say, well, to, like, Josh, for instance, takes pictures in front of his building with his logo back there. So that's branding. Every time he does that, he's hashtagging the right thing, which is branding. So, um, you know, there's a lot of free... Uh, marketing out there and branding and I think that you know people just need to be uh, more excuse to how, how what that is and how those are out there for sure man brand awareness is key and, 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 and consistent branding throughout your business so if you're into email marketing or your invoicing everything that you do that touches a client whether it touches their ears their eyes their whatever it, it needs to speak your brand Yep, I agree, and that was one thing Josh and I talked about our first meeting was because some of his stuff is blue, some of his stuff is red. I mean, branding comes down to colors and everything, so yeah. everything should be synonymous no matter it's the sign, it's the truck, it's the whatever it is, everything should look the same, so yeah. that way it's, people see it's, that. And it's psychology back. in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. absolutely. And that's what we've, we've talked about, which we'll talk about tomorrow, is the psychology of marketing and how to build a brand off of psychology. And it's interesting you just mentioned that about colors. I think the reason part I died. <laughs> Hold on. Colors. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? If you looked at my branding, <laughs> none of the colors are the same. It's all they're, they're, crazy. For, for good reason, though. For good reason. Well, yeah, I'm colorblind. You, you can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, your new job is making the colors are consistent. Add that to your job description. <laughs> Right? Oh, yeah. Marty will ask you, hey, what color is what this? What color is this? What do you mean? Oh, it's red. I forget sometimes he's colorblind. Um, so, so that, that makes for a unique uh, unique experience when you're coming through the... <laughs> All right, but so let's dive into, okay, if that's, if that's marketing, if that's branding, then let's say you got a guy that's just wanting to start out, right? He's, yep. he's either quit his job or he's decided to go do it or maybe he's doing it on the side hoping to build into something, right? There could be a couple different people that we're talking to, but for somebody that's just really starting out, I mean, how do they even think marketing? They're trying to learn detailing. So how does somebody just starting out DJ, dive into, you know, going back to when you started. Josh, we'll ask you here in a second when you started, you know, like, 
what are some specific things that if, if they could think of for marketing if they've just started out? Okay, so are you asking, I'm sorry, they're asking those questions. So are you asking, what would I do differently knowing what I know now? No, just what should somebody do if they're just started out? Okay. Or they're trying to I do it on the should, side and grow in, you know. you got to figure out what your target market is first. And you got to figure out who it is you want to cater. Now, when you first start out. Okay, so what is that? Hold on, yeah. Let's dumb it down. What does that mean? I don't even know what a target, target market, market is. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, okay, so a target market is someone that you're going after for business. So a perfect world, that's the only client that you will ever work for. So if, if for instance, one person wants to say, you know what, I just want to work for dealerships and have a, a business that, all I do is service dealerships. Well, you know how dealerships think. You know how they speak. No how way, they act. you might have to know. Yeah, you have to know these things so that you can market them correctly. Now, maybe you want to be a high-end detailer. Maybe you want to go after just the Ferraris and the Lambos and the Porsches or the and the mom whatevers. minivans. Maybe you want to go into that, like wow. us. We like to do the the, the moms. Their 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 ages are 35 to 45. They uh they they're stay at home. They drive the nice QXs, the nice all the nice high-end vehicles. Um, and, but if you if you get in the mind of them, you can market to them. Now, so, like I was so going to say, first step, they need to figure, figure out, out who you. What, what, in, in a perfect world, if you're if you own what a if they say, business, I'm, I have all kinds of people. Great. So you you I was going to get into that. You will though. You need to find your niche. Who you really want to talk to through your marketing, and you're gonna you're gonna capture them if you do it correctly. But you know you're gonna be capturing. You're gonna get an RV client here. You're gonna get a boat detail here. You're gonna get a uh, a semi here. You're gonna get a uh, an everyday driver here. You're gonna get a Toyota Prius here. You're gonna get those things. You don't turn them down. It's money's money. It all spends the same. But your marketing reflects exactly who you're targeting. All right. I like it, man. Yeah. Hey, we just got another round, so cheers to one of the most amazing beers ever. This is a great beer. I love it's this beer. It's a really good one. All right, Josh, what do you think? Um, so I, I, I think that, you know, DJ's right that, like, you got to figure out who your customer is first and where are they, right? So when I started out, I said, hey, it's anybody who's passionate about their cars. I didn't want to clean mom's minivans. Like, I want to be plugged in with, like, street cars guys that spend all night building their cars, guys that have a lot of passion behind it, just a massive passion rifle behind my work. So I got into local car groups on Facebook, and it sucked, but like I basically did anything I could. I took any job at any price just to be able to get content, to be able to post pictures and show people like what I was capable of. Uh, so, I mean, that, for me, it was just... Hey, much respect, man. Who I wanted to... Who I wanted to do, like, anything to add? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I texted you last week and you were talking to the gentleman who owns 
dad's in Denver there, and uh, you were talking to him about this specific topic, and and really you were telling him just you know you need to be using the correct hashtag, you need to be trying to to do all these things. And it, I mean, I know you and DJ and Josh, you guys all the time. It's like doing a good marketing on your own takes time, and uh, but that time pays off because people are going to share those posts, they're going to like them, they're going to remember things. So I think there are a lot of good free avenues out there for people to use when you're just starting off, and and uh, I think, you know, as you grow, you can expand into something different, but I think when you're starting off, I mean, everyone has pretty much Facebook, most people have Instagram, and, you know, things out there get shared quickly, and so that's the biggest thing for marketing is just figure out one target and then try to drive that that content towards that person cool man all right so let's move in they've started growing their business maybe they're a couple years in they're starting to get some things clicking right they've defined their target market they understand who they're going after they they probably have a majority of those customers coming in but they still might have some other customers but so once we're into year two to maybe four or five, you know, we're, we're growing, what now? What, how do we define marketing for that group of, of details? The ones that are listening that are already established, essentially? They're already established, they got some stuff rolling. How do they do marketing? Who's answering the question? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll go first. I'll, I mean, I'll answer that first. So really, it all depends at that point uh, where you see your business. And that's somewhere like you meet with someone like me. And I would ask you some basic questions like, hey, where do you where do you see your business, you know, in six months or right now? I mean, are you where you want to be at? Do you want to grow more? Are you, you know, are you waiting around to get next jobs? I mean, it all depends on how, because just because you've been in business for 10 years doesn't mean you're successful. Maybe you're just in a ton of debt, right? So, um, so really it's all about where that business is at and what they're looking to do going forward. So uh, I think with marketing that way, I mean, there are avenues. I mean, we have products that, that help market through Google, through Instagram, through Facebook, through uh, mobile apps. I mean, we have all those kind of marketing as well. So people use that. And, you know, really, like I said, marketing itself is just, it's not, it's not crazy. It's just, just it's not really not rocket science, but it's really either you want to take the time to do it yourself or you're going to pay somebody else to do it. So you just got to figure out where your business is at and what makes the most sense for you. Right. So, but you said it's not rocket science, but it is science. I mean, there is a science behind all oh. the algorithms, behind the, oh, everything that goes along with it. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. So that's, it's not, it is not rocket science, but it is, it is always changing. Google's always changing their algorithms and Facebook and Google run everything and then everybody else is just below that. So... Um, knowing what those algorithms are and how things get talked to and, and making sure you know that and having the right uh, optimization for like your Google profile and your website. I mean, those are all things for helping with your marketing. And that's why, you know, people wind up talking to someone like me is because they they're kind of feel stuck and they don't know what to do next. So. Cool. Josh? Yeah, so I think, like, I'm not, I'm just not in that, like, three to five-year mark yet. Um, I'm not even at the two-year mark, but I think it all, you know, it comes down to your business plan and, like, what you're ultimately trying to do with the business. Like, now that you've gotten a taste for it, you've done the work, like, they, you get, you feel like you get your heart on how you're happy and, and that's what you love, well, then I decided to try and scale and maintain. And based on that, that's how you're marketing and that's trying to, to maintain just you know, continue doing those things and look more towards the uh, you know, and, 
try to scale and reach out to people and say, like, it works out great. If it doesn't, like, I still get another job tomorrow and do something else. But now my, you know, I've, we talked the other day, I'm aiming towards retention of the current customers I have, but also at the same time, working and growing to other markets and expand my reach and different kinds of services to bring in new clients. Just make sure we always stay busy. All right. I would say I think my my input would be I think at that point from year two to five in that aspect, three to five, whatever we're saying, I would say at that point in time, you've developed yourself as a detailer, so you don't need to justify that you can clean cars anymore. And you need to start ramping yourself into growing a business. And so you should start having some of the processes put in place, you should start bringing in team members, like just start thinking yourself as a business and then spending, if you already know what your clientele is, if you already know what your base is, you already know where you're headed, then it's about time. Yeah, that's when you hone into your processes and systems and all the back end stuff that's gonna make you more successful. Like you said, you're, you've established yourself as a great detailer, people trust you as a detailer or a detailing company at this point. So how, you, how what kind of systems do you have in place in the back end to ensure that you're going to get new clients and attract those clients that, and they'll trust you just as well? And, it'll and just so what would those be? Those would be like soft touching with what, email? email uh, we're, we're big on email marketing, yeah. So email marketing is huge. I think if you're in business and we made this mistake, we didn't capture emails for a good, I mean, gosh, four years. And it was when I really understood email marketing because... I didn't email at all. I'm, you know, I'm coming, I started this business out of the trunk of my car at 19 years old. I didn't email anybody. But once I figured out what email was and the power of it, when you have these warm email lists, I mean, that's where your money's at is in your email list, I believe, because I, I, I've, I've lived it out. I mean, it's just it's, it's so true. So I think you really need to capture everyone's information so you have it at hand. That way, when you're ready to, to, to dig into it and, you know, start your email, diff, different email lists and so forth, you know how to communicate to certain clients because you know who they are. Uh, well, it, it, so it, then, it gets pretty in-depth when it comes to email marketing, but it, it's just, yeah. It, so part of part of once you start, they've got to start collecting those. They've got to start reading. information. So I used to show up, get the keys, charge them a price, and call it a day. That was it. What am I going to do to get that client in the future? Are they going to use it in six months or someone else? Are they going to remember who we are or not? you got to stay top of mind. Whether it's soft, like you said, soft touching where you're just dripping emails on a every three-month basis. And saying, hey, we're still here. Hey, we're, you know, we're, you know here well, we are. Probably more than three months, right? Well, I'm just saying, like, are you going to do that or are you going to be the one that's like in your face once a week? Three months is probably us. We're horrible <laughs> at email. Who, Total Auto? Yeah, horrible. <laughs> But yeah, that, it just, I it, think that's got to be something we start doing better. Yeah, I think you should hire someone who's really good at it to do. <laughs> We've got to. I think that's on our to-do list. Email it, it, is horrible for so us. It's so powerful, though. But it the really other is. aspect so that powerful. I think a lot of people do well at, but once you're moving into that next phase of, you know, okay, you're established, how do you do social marketing? Well, right? Because I think we've defined our customer base. We're, we know who we're talking we to. We know who we're talking to. All right. We, we can send out emails. How do we then, do we, do we make a post a day and say with the car that we did and we take the picture of the car and the car looks so amazing and then the next day we take a, a same picture of the car and you know we're established that we can detail. I think my point is 
I think at some point through that two to five years, we've got to start thinking, how do I, how do I hone in better, right? Cool, you're, you're established, you got some cars, you're doing some work, but how can you go in further? Email's a good way, social's a great way, but Brendan, this is where I think I would love to ask you this question. When, when you think of social marketing and you think of, of what a detailer should put out, um, how do you define it as a marketer? I mean, do you, want, do you want your company to do the work for them or is that something that detailers should do? Where do you think you fall on that? It honestly all depends on the company, right? So, I mean, if it's a one-man shop that's just doing a car a day or whatever, then maybe it's on their own instead of maybe they shouldn't be spending the money. But, you know, Josh and I were just looking here while you guys are talking at his Thrive. Like, he sent out his, um, you know, he was showing me, like, when he sent out his 92 emails through his Thrive, looked at all the success rates, people clicked on him, had his calls to actions on there. So, you know, I know CJ talked about this too, but having a system that can't capture all the information, but then also, like, when you meet with that person, setting up the expectations for what's next for that person too. So if you code a car and just say, hey, you know, thanks for coming in, and don't say, hey, by the way, we need to do updates and keep, you know, maintenance on this car, then really why are they going to be inclined to call you back to say anything, right? So it's really about the, the detailers and the shops to really make sure they are setting those right expectations with their customers when they're meeting with them and, and you know, delivering the car back to them. So, um, and that's why Josh likes using his Thrive is because he can, he can reconnect with them. He can send them an email uh, or a text message like a month later, two weeks later, whatever it may be, and say, hey, it's time for, you know, your maintenance, like, scheduled now, and here's the link. So... People like to work with businesses that are easy to work with, so having that all-in-one solution is really beneficial for companies like Dodge. You know, a lot of people use it as well. But so, in a sense, it's got to be more. Yeah, that, you know what he said is good because, so what what came to mind with me is like, okay, so someone gets a, a coating, they're leaving my shop, so I'm going to give them, I'm going to talk to them about their vehicle, I'm going to give them some um, post ceramic coating instructions on what you should do, but I'm also going to put them into an email series about. Now I got I got a ceramic coating. Now what? Everyone wants to know now what? Do I take it through a car wash? Do I? How do I wash it now? Do I do it differently? If you sit down for a few hours and write out an email series, a three three part email series to state to answer all the questions someone would had have after they got a coating, it's on autopilot at that point. There's no need for you to do anything else. You don't have to call the client. You don't have to text the client. You don't have to do anything to the client at all. It's on auto auto draft. So or autopilot. So that's I mean yeah you hit it on the mark and. I guess tying in the email of that, make it much more easier for you as a, a detailer, especially a one-man show, to keep that person in the loop long-term too. Maybe you have a product line that you sell them after the detail. I mean, you want to market that too. There's just so much you can do with email versus having to remember to text or call someone in six months after their, after their appointment. But at that, I'm, I, think, I think this is all awesome practical information because if you're in year two to five of your business, you're doing you, good. Doing good. Yeah. Doing good, but it's time to start. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're doing like good, you but get, it's you've got to start to pushing that level. pedal What's a little next, bit. Yeah. How do I get even further in depth? you got to keep riding. Yeah. Yeah. you got to create the wave to ride it again. Yeah. There you go. you got to keep going further, and it's not just about doing the little this, little that. Like, it, it begins to go from detailing to being a 
detailing and marketing company. Like you've got to be a marketing company. Yeah, you've got to also be a marketing company. And if you can't do it, then you got to find someone that does. Yeah, there's. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, you. That was, for me, that was the biggest part of like the thrive app. I mean, and I guess we're gonna get on. I'm not gonna get into more about it, but like it went from me, you know, in the first year, like just any job I could take, I do, and I make money, and then like it wasn't a lot of focus attention. Now the you know the paradigm shift, like now the focus is all over attention, trying to be more of a business owner rather than just a detailer, and now like all these automation tools, like. As soon as the client leaves the shopping, they get, you know, two pages of care instructions, how to care for their vehicle, where to buy products that they don't want to buy from here, maybe they're out of state. Uh, it sets up auto reminders every single month to follow up, like, all those little parts, you know, they're, they're, they're marketing, but they're also just parts that make your business just that much tighter and more professional, and they allow you in the end to be able to pursue more clients and more business, you're not spending so much time following up with the 200 cars you know. Cool. All right, so let's go into next phase, right? You're five plus years in. You might have a couple different vehicles out. You might have multiple locations, or you've built this amazing location and dumped a shit ton of money into a shop, and you got lights all over the place, and you got the most amazing, pristine place, right? awesome whichever you choose is your business model right dj you choose one business model we have multiple trucks josh you choose a, a business model. like everybody chooses a different business model and at that point if you're five plus years in and you're starting to really hump like you're honed in on your business model right you know your clientele you've already started doing some marketing you know how to do all the different stuff but what's the next phase for those guys because here's here's where i say like listen if we're if we are in the best time to be a detailer we don't know how much longer that's going to be and so for these guys that have built these amazing businesses so far what's going to sustain them over the years because they can't keep you you can't be 26 to 35 to 40 and be doing the exact same thing for the next 20 years like you can but <laughs> no my point is you can't they can't stay in phase no. two to five years no. if they plan on being in business for the next 10 to 20. no you're so they be dead by then <laughs> yeah well that's what i'm saying like they've got to think to the I get you, it. you've got to move your mind process to shit if i'm not already doing what i should be doing i gotta be doing more because i don't know that i'm just going to get people coming in and i'm not going to be two to three weeks booked out there's so many people that are at this phase where they're going man i don't need to do that i'm two to three weeks booked out man i'm always booked out i'm booked out i'm booked that's, out that's, like that's the year one guy that doesn't know the next season no it's not there's plenty of people that are uh, that are in business that are saying i'm booked out and my point is we don't know what's going to happen over the next couple of years. How do we help those guys move into the future to think, okay, cool, you're booked at now. You've already started some marketing, but how do I go to the next next level, next level the next step? Okay. And I think it's changed. Like, I, I hear that a lot. People know, I talked about it with dealerships the other day when I got like, 
people like laughed at about like return policy or something. I'm just sitting here thinking in my head like, he's like with Carvana coming up, you like these traditional dealerships have no idea what's going to hit us, you know, when they have the blockbuster and all that. Like, it's not at that point you have to stop like with the consistency. Like you need to start changing and adapting and innovating. Because I think it's that mark you're either going to continue doing the same thing, some other competitors can come up and they're, they're innovating and you know, doing different things that you're not willing to do because you're stuck on the old way things will always work and you're resistant to change, like, you, it, it'll happen, you'll go by the wayside, it may not be overnight, but, you know, three or four years later, you're not on social media, you know, in, in two or three years, like, it's, you're going to be a thing in the past, you know, um, so I think that's where you start innovating and driving what's next to your business, maybe different profit centers, like, window tinge or expel and things like that and then you open up a whole new can of marketing that you can start the whole process from you haven't been marketing the protection builder for five years now you're five you decide hey it's my turn to get into that I want to look at the money maybe a competitor you know retire or move or fill off that or their business is doing as well and you turn on a new thing and then you start the whole thing over marketing them yeah man so yeah I mean as we're on the topic of like the whole you know three to five year mark or two to five year mark where you're at in business or we're, we're five to moving on now we're like, five to we're big we're growing we're the big shop you know so you as a business owner I, I believe we're from you being one to two vehicles to now four to this other vehicle yeah, like, you're, 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 your job now is you, now you're now you're building a, a essentially a marketing agency I mean you're pretty much you're creating a structure underneath you. You have an operations supervisor that supervises all the operations. They're the ones that schedule the appointments for you. They're the ones that does all the all the quote unquote grunt work you used to do as the solopreneur, the one that answered the phone calls and scheduled the appointments and so on and so forth. And now you gotta focus on, okay, how do I stay relevant? How do I innovate? How do I move forward? So I think, you know, at that point when you're at year five to ten you're now dedicating your time personally, not detailing cars anymore at all, but yet moving the business forward through marketing and branding and being innovative and looking back at the previous, you know, two years. Okay. So you're saying step away from the actual detailing. Absolutely. That you're the one doing all the apps. The every only way you should like continue to stay detailing in your business is if you hire out everything else but how hard is that for a detailer because we've had plenty of people on it's an extremely difficult process if you've been detailing it's and, hard. and yeah. josh i mean chime in like you you generally have one to two sometimes two to three guys i think right i think that's a that's a and you're only like you said you're still way early but you had a lot of gifts and abilities that propelled your business faster because of the, the amount of time that you spend at carmart but or wait, CarMax. Sorry. Jeez, I know. I say CarMart Car <laughs> in Tulsa. That's called Eleventh Street. Hey, yeah, CarMart's rough. <laughs> CarMart's a rough place. Um, one of the things I talked to Brendan about, like when we first started, was like I did not want to hire somebody who's gonna run stuff for me. Like, I oh yeah, roles, man. And that's so hard for me to let go of. Like, eventually I'll have to. You know, there are a couple where like it'll eventually consume me or I'll say like hey this is my boiling point I have to stop and reel it back a little bit and be in a comfort zone but like I didn't want to just give him something to have him set it up like I was very intentional like hey this is the overarching goal I'm going for 
help me get there, let me build this, like, just help me along the way, and that's exactly what we did, he just, you know, he set up, like, the skeleton structure of, like, the stuff I have a zero idea about how to do and don't have a desire to learn, uh, you know, and then help me get that up, and that was one of my things, I don't want to let it go, uh, the other part of reading, when you talk about being a full-fledged, like, marketing agency almost for yourself, is, like, now I've got, you know, photographers that are here and video guys that are here is like we're bringing that in and creating our own media inside. Super sorry. Um, you know, but like it, I don't have a lot of money to market right now. My leverage is bringing out some work and find the guys that are under, uh, you know, they're underrated themselves. They don't know what to charge themselves and just capitalizing on that and then helping them grow and develop their stuff. Um, so we have to look at a lot of different stuff. Uh, so, Brendan, Brendan, you you give us your advice from from more of the professional marketer. You know, at at that point, if you're going to work with somebody that comes to you and they say, you know, hey, I've been in business five plus years, I've, I'm established, I'm booked out, I've got an incredible business, I'm growing every year. I mean, what what do you suggest to those guys? So. Like I kind of mentioned when we first started, like I try to just go in with an open slate when I meet with customers and I kind of listen to what their pain points are. And most times it's that they don't have enough time in their day. Uh, most most owners still have families at home. They still have a life outside of work, right? So they don't want to be, when they're done detailing or whatever they need for the day, the last thing they want to do is go through emails and text messages and try to book appointments and try to get all that stuff done because that's, that's hours more work again. So... Uh, my job is just to try to listen to the needs of the customers and then just try to be that facilitator of whatever they need. Like Josh was like, I'm tired of always having text and emails and Instagram DMs and everything else. I need one spot for people to detail or to schedule. I said, okay, I can do that. And then he was like, I really need a new website as well. My website is not good. I need a website. So I said, okay. So I didn't try to get him anything different than what he needed and what he told me he needed. So for me, I mean, whether you're year one or year ten, your needs gonna be different. So the, the more established guys, maybe they need a website, maybe they need uh, a way to schedule online, maybe they want search engine marketing, whatever it may be. But that's what you like to have with people and find out what that need is. And um, sometimes it's just education. Like I, where I've met with people and not told them anything because I just educated them what they could do and and then help them on their way so all right um, so if somebody's in that five to ten year period they like it'd be much more specific they would need to sit down and actually meet with you there's not then that's fine yeah i mean so that so so how long have you been in business for uh 17 years okay so what is your biggest pain point with your business well okay right we've gone through that i just mean like I was just trying to give them some applicable. No, no, I understand, but I, that's kind of what I asked for. It's just like, what is your biggest pain every day? And then I just, like, everyone from year one to year 30 is going to be different, right? So, and really, year 10 to year 10, I mean, every customer might be different because somebody might have a great way to schedule, but they have no interest in doing social media, so they want me to run social media for them. I so, totally get it, man. So, you, I mean, you're, yeah. you're custom based on whatever. You, you sit down with a client, yeah. see what yeah. the needs are. See what you know, see what you can offer, and so on and so forth, and that's how that's, you do it. Because every absolutely. business is not created equal, pretty much, right? No, yeah. No, aspect. Not. Cool. I get it. All right, so let's let's talk about this beer. Um, we need to rate it. Um, yeah. 
I've got one thing I want to add to that real quick. So, like, when, when you know, Brandon and I sat down to talk versus other companies, other companies, like, specifically talked about how much business they could bring me. Um, one company I met with was, like, two grand a month. They were like, hey, we can promise you X amount of clients a month. For me, like, the pain point, like, he's talking about was, I'm in the season where I try to do the work that don't have the right skilled and tenured labor to do it for me. Um, I didn't get the automation over there. I think that's what he's going for. It's like, in the season I'm in, it's more about, like, I need to be more hands-on with the work and less hands-on on the phone. I can't hire a receptionist that can't quite afford that. Don't want to spend that training. Like, my time is the most valuable thing now. And that's what I needed to say. And like, I think that's verbatim what I told him. Is like, I just need my time back. Like, whatever you can do to give me time in my day to get other stuff done and, like, navigate the business and learning it was what I needed. Whereas, you know, somebody like yourself. No, 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 no. Stop right there. I think you're absolutely 100% correct. And I, th- I think that would be the biggest thing, which, which if somebody's in five to ten years, they're probably strung out a little bit, right? On they, what? Daily or myth? Oh, it depends on what part of the country. <laughs> it probably depends on your clientele, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you've been doing dealerships for ten years, definitely it's probably meth. some meth. Yeah, yeah definitely you know. meth. Um, but no, I mean, you start getting yourself strung a little bit, and so time. Yeah, let's do one more. Yeah. So time would be the biggest aspect. And so maybe during that interview phase of what you're talking about, Brendan, they would have said that they're strung out on time, and so you would have met their need with the time. So, Josh, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, so I, just, I want to put that out there because I think that everybody thinks, like, you know, oh, I want more clients, want more clients. At one point, I was getting 100 contacts a day through social media, email, phone calls, text, walk in, like, and I'm trying to polish the detail training, like, for a business and drive all that while having two kids and a wife. But, like, it's overwhelming, man. Only and, two? Uh, yeah, only two, I know. <laughs> uh, but, like, that's kind of something that gets me out I'm of kidding, dude. They don't know what, like, what life preservers they have to help them. And, like, this specific, you know, maybe, like, even if you don't go with drive, like, any sort of business automation to get you more time in your day. Yeah, agreed. Dude, agreed. absolutely, agreed. 100%. I, I think, yes, I definitely Listen, do. I'll give you a 100% yeah. on that Be, Because I would say, yeah, you're right. Like, at that point, the more they can automate. Dude, you have to automate. have to automate. You have to. Yeah. You can't do it otherwise. That's There's why no Josh way. owns it. Nicely done, Josh. Good job, Josh. I would cheers if you're Good here. cheers, but. We're not Oklahoma anymore. We're not. Well, we're doing for you. <laughs> nice. All right, so tell us about your beer. Uh, we didn't really get to talk about it. You just yeah. said that it was uh, a homebrew Hefeweizen. There's no label on it. No label. Last time there was a no label on a beer, I was at Marty's house, and he had a watermelon beer and ended up having to spend the night. We call it the panty dropper. I, and I had to spend the night. It was really weird. I woke up discombobulated and all kinds of stuff. It was really weird. <laughs> and his panties weren't on. <laughs> I never wore panties, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you're unlabeled Hefeweizen. <laughs> yeah, so my father-in-law made it. Like I said, it's a, it's a Bavarian Hefeweizen, so the southern part of Germany. Um, it's got, I know the gentleman, you were talking to the brewmaster earlier, and he said normally it's more of a banana or bubblegum. Bubble it's definitely more of that banana taste to it, uh, or flavor to it. Um, 
very good. Uh, we it was a little it was a little on the warmer side because we were a little delayed starting, and that's okay. But that's what happened. So but normally, normally very uh, you know delicious, and, and like I said before, the the taste really for me is just kind of brings me back to sitting in a you know ruined castle in southern Germany, and uh, so that's just kind of for me it's just a, a good place to be. Um, Marty, do you remember when we were on the phone yesterday talking about what kind of beer we're going to drink? Yeah, I couldn't say it again. Yeah, yeah well, we're staying at the gas station. I was uh, buying ceramic coatings out of the back of your van at a uh, gas station on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, uh, uh, it. What was that, year what five to ten? <laughs> so I got a call, like, last minute to go out and look at this guy's cars. And so I, I called Brandon, like, hey, man, I may not make it back. It's time to go get beer. Let's rate it. How do you rate it? One to five. Five being, well, you can't go out and get it. So <laughs> 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 next time there's an unbottled, next time there's unlabeled. An unbottled, unlabeled beer, are you going to get it or not? <laughs> yeah. At Marty's house, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not doing it at his house. No, anyway, rate your beer one to five. I'd give it like a 4.5, man. Sweet. I think it's really good. I told my father-in-law when he was here, I said it's 4.5 as well. He said, one out of five. And I said, because we're not in Germany drinking it. So really, that's Ah, there you go. That 0.5 is that Germany trip. That's so we're, we're in Oklahoma. That's, that's all right. All right, cool. Uh, DJ, one to five on the Gordon Beers Brewery Hefeweizen. I'm definitely going to go with 4.5. Solid 4.5. Solid 4.5. I'm going 100% all the way five. You wow. Oh, what? of course. This is one. Hefeweizen is like my favorite style of you beer. You went a five. Completely 100% five. I'm trying to think back real quick if you went a five before. It's, it's and I don't know very if few have. times. Very few. Probably IPAs. No. Um, like Blue Moon or when we've what had. Those, what are those? We've uh, had the. Uh, called ciders. Yeah. You no. rated, <laughs> Whatever. You rated ciders five. Truly. I rate truly, truly a 10. You're a truly guy. So, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so we're time to tab out. And um, at the tab out, uh, there's a question of the day. Whenever you're ready. Um, it's a question. Sorry, we actually, it's funny. What? What? <laughs> we said it's time to tab out, and the waitress walks oh, by. Yeah, and so she's, out, yeah, like, so she's like, hey, what? Just split it so, here, yeah. split it there. So it's legitimately a tab we're, out we're, time. We're like, legit tabbing this out. This might, okay, hold on. First time, this first time to time. ever have the tab out question As we're at the we're out. tabbing out. Wow. Nicely done, DJ. Nicely done, yeah. Mr. Hill. All right, so this is where you guys get to ask the question of the day. Fantastic. What is the craziest thing that's happened to you in Vegas? What is the craziest <laughs> thing that's happened to us in Vegas? If you were in Vegas, if you were in Vegas, we could tell you, but you're not here. Well, so I, I, stay I, here. I don't know what happened to Marty in Vegas, because I'm pretty sure I know DJ's lifestyle, but Marty, I'm curious what happened to you. <laughs> Alright, I'll go ahead. I'm okay. I feel like Marty's gonna be a lot more intriguing. <laughs> a lot more what? Intriguing. Intriguing. Like, 
So, all right, so I'll tell you my most interesting story of Vegas. And I'll think about mine while you do that. So, three years ago, four years, three years ago, three years ago, or... No, three years It ago. would have been three, yeah. Three it was three either to three, to three to four. It's a little hazy, a little foggy. Um, no, make, I think it's four. Just make it up, Marty. Three would just, have been the girls leaving. Four, I'm going with four. Just make the mark. I mean, All right, so four years ago, was. Seema. You're right. I should just go for just it. Just make the mark, man. Make four years mark. ago, Seema. I think it was my second trip out. DJ had been asking me to come out. I went I've been out. begging you, like, DJ. Yeah, you come. were for multiple years. Oh, fuck that. That's I, stupid. I finally came to Seema and came... Um, and uh, like year number two, DJ advised me back because he's like, okay. And so year number two, he's like, hey, there's these guys. Um, what were some of their names? Dude, uh, it was a, so we had a, uh, they rented out a big mansion. It was Cougar, uh, Torbati. So uh, Cougar owns uh, Lux Auto Spot of, uh, where's that Mormon place at? Utah. 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 And then uh, Torbati's the big Tesla guy out of uh, California. Um, I mean, a lot of big guys. There was a, a big lot of names, Roops sponsored names, the man. night. Yeah, it was. So Roops came in dude, and like put it, their banners up. They had food for everybody. Like, and this was. It was a party. It, it was, was cool. rumored that this was Michael Jackson's home at one point in time. I can see why. It was. It I was very, why. very like off the path. And it was a mansion. Like it was we a pulled mansion. up to a gate. Oh, it, was it was definitely a mansion. mansion. And and we, we're hanging out. We're having fun. The food was great. We started yeah, having some drinks. With, uh, Doyle and what's the yeah, uh, that's how the, one of the first nights we actually met Rennie Doyle. Yeah, it was because me, Rennie, and Keith. Keith, yeah. Outside smoking cigars. Uh, in we one of the we were in that little room. Rooms. Yeah. yeah. And we were just hanging out with Rennie smoking cigars. It was like okay. And then we walk over to this place. Like so, I walk out. And there's this group of California detailers. And they go, hey, we brought some good California stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm <laughs> relatively new to this, but hey, you know, I'm with Denver, you know, I'll I'm good to go. Yeah, I'll take some. Me, bud. Needless to say, about 30 minutes later, Dude. after drinking a lot of uh, Maker's Mark, which is my my second default. I been knocked out twice from Maker's Mark. And this was the mark. second time. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot of good California stuff and uh, Maker's Mark. And I find myself sitting on a booth in this like club that's inside of this mansion. mansion. We're still in the house. We're, We're still, still in the house. house. And I'm looking around going, shit, there's a bunch of dudes here. Okay, what I'm going to go do? pass out. Hopefully one of them takes advantage of me, right? <laughs> yeah, right? And I, the only place I can find is this, like, off-section place, and I just, I'm you, about you, to fall over, and I send a DJ back. a message, like, <laughs> Who is the most corner, my one, my like, one year old could probably text better than what like, the hell I said. Like it was brutal. I had to go and decode this shit. Yeah, I start finding. He peeks me. He finds I me find later. I find you finally. Yeah. And I'm puking in a red solo cup, <laughs> sitting in this back corner room. Like, oh man, it was, it was, it was. Uh, that was my biggest uh, Vegas trip. And I'm gonna go ahead and piggyback that. Like, <laughs> that was it. Because it was Marty's first trip. Like, it was like, hey, you got to come here, man. Like, No, it was the second was trip, it? but it was like the first, like, out, we out, out trip. Out. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, man, that was that was a fun night. Well, because, yeah, these guys at Rena's is big. Oh, we haven't even looked at it. Uh, so, yeah, that's our big Vegas trip. Yeah, it was great. So, anybody else that has cool Vegas trips, uh, we would love to hear about them. 
<laughs> I know. Uh, I know. There's been some guys that have come with us over the years that have uh, interesting nights. So you know, it just it is what it is. I think after what five, six years, like Vegas isn't. We have fun, but now no. it's not like. No, it's not. I mean, we we, we eat, we're, we're not we, even staying on the strip for a casino. Yeah. We're staying off the strip in a house, like. It's just, we'll go down and go through the strip. There's places we like to eat. one night out of the week, though. Yeah, but there's certain places we like to go. We always like to go downtown to Old Vegas. There's a lot of cool stuff in Old Vegas. DJ likes the Asian black, oh, detail, black dealers. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> so we, we stopped into the Golden Nugget a couple years ago, <laughs> and we sit down at this most amazing table, and we just, we're, we're hitting nonstop. We're we're up we're up good. We're up high. And they split they split and bring in a new. <laughs> I, did, I did not fold. Marty's like, hey. I'm like, new, hey, I listened dealer. to this country song back in the day. Yeah, new they told me to like fold them, so I'm running. And I was He's like, like nope, no, I'm dealer, holding. I'm, I'm hot. Yeah, I'm hot. And I lost everything. Yeah. I had my trip paid for. Lost yeah, it all. Yeah. Tell so is what it is. Hey, it is we're what it excited is. to hear what Ray and Tanner's. Vegas oh, they're, experience. They're, they're plotting over there now. They're, they are. They're ready. They're, they're out of here. Ready the hell to get. Out of here. They're like, they're ready to stop taking this videos. Podcast down. If you guys don't shut up, please so do not order Vegas. another beer. I know, right? We gotta go do some shit. Alright, so Brennan, tell us where people can find you. Oh, yeah, because we kind of missed over, you know, we're we're an hour into it. Um, topic number two we wanted to talk about, you know, so let me give you like just a couple minutes. Give us a pitch, like you know, why should people do more automated marketing? How do you help? And, um, you know, where do people find you on social? Yeah, so people, the biggest place they can find me is Thrive, T-R-Y-V, underscore Oklahoma. That's on Instagram. That's where I'm mostly hanging out at when I'm on social media. And really, the, I guess the pitch, if you want to call what I do a pitch, but the biggest thing for me is I just try to give you time back in your day. So you tell me what your what your issues are, and I can try to help get you a solution for it. But I, I will also be that person who will be honest with you, and if I can't help you or I think that you can do it on your own, I'll try to help you show you how to do that. So um, I try to really think of myself as a business advisor and really try to help you get to that point wherever it is. If you're in year one now and you want to get to year 17 or 20, you know, let's build that plan of how we get there. So um, you got to start with a good foundation. So without a foundation, that, that house will crumble. So start with a good foundation, and we'll build on top of that. Uh, so is that, do you work with anybody? Like, can, if there's multiple people in one area, you get to work with them? Or is, how secluded is it for, you know, working directly with your company? No, so, yeah, when it comes to what we do, I mean, because business automation software, there's no... You know, there's no reason why, you know, every person couldn't use what we have, right? Everyone has Square, for instance, like why why is anything that's automation software, why is our business different? And I think there's been a uh, stigma out there that people were thinking that uh, we can only work with, you know, one vertical in one area. But I mean, I have, you know, several auto detailers, uh, landscapers. I mean, I, yeah, I work with any business, anywhere, anytime. So uh, there's no no issue with with me and verticals and and uh who can use us and who can't okay cool so anybody across the country you're good to help them out yep cool that's awesome and did you tell where people find you 
Yeah, so Instagram Thrive underscore underscore Oklahoma um, is really where my where my bread and butter at is. I started that as just kind of a demo for people of how to use the Thrive social media feature, and then really found that people really liked what I was putting out there. So I kind of use that more as a a secondary avenue for marketing myself. Because if I'm going to preach to other people, I should do it myself. I think so. Um, every day, at least once, if not. Six, six times a day, I put things out there on, on social media. So uh, just kind of different aspects of what we do. So it would be a lead program, whether it be SEM, SEO, website. I do. I put it all out there. So awesome, man. And uh, Josh, uh, where do people find you? Um, so mostly on Instagram. Um, it's rad underscore details underscore Edmund. Uh, that's that's where I'm at the most. Uh, Facebook is rad details. Um, and as far as the question goes, like the automation in the business just allows you as whatever you do, like not even detailing, just any industry specific thing, where you can automate the little processes of the business that just allows you to do what you do best as a business owner, you know, or, or the operator or whatever. Allows you to focus on what you do. Alright, cool. DJ, where do people find you? Me or us? Well, where, where, where can we find you two later? Right now, we're yeah, we're, where do you find us later? <laughs> well, right now, we're in Vegas, South Point. So we're at South Point Hotel and Casino, <laughs> room four. Wow, you're gonna tell them the room 40. Room yeah, 40. room four. <laughs> it starts with a four. I wonder how you go knocking down the doors and figure out where we're at. If you hear DJ squealing like a little girl, yeah, that's the room, that's the room. Uh, you guys can find us at the Pints Polishing Podcast on IG. Uh, my personal one is at DJ Patterson, and then the business is at Eco Green MD. Hell yeah. Uh, and same, at Pints Polishing Podcast. You're the same one? Yeah, we'll is be it? there together. Which one? You know, the at, one. At DJ Patterson? No, the at Pints of Polishing. Eco is Green MD? No, oh. at the Pints of Polishing. Oh, we are at that one. We are at that one. At, together. At, at, at. Yes, at Pints and Polishing Podcast. Pints and or Pints Polishing? Pints Polishing. Boom. Yes. Uh, Marty L. Hill or at Total Auto Solutions. So uh, we are signing off from the Gordon Beers Brewery until November. SEMA. And there will be SEMA Pint Night that you are going to want to pre-register. We will have unlimited beers from Gordon Beers Brewery. Last year we, we the room up. Yeah, the whole and room will be filled. this year. You if should you be. Don't get her like. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. Well, you should go to SemaPintNight.com and get registered. That's the best way to get your pint glass. Yeah, because this, we were maxed out we were maxed almost out last, last no, year. We, no, we were maxed out. And it's a good chance we maxed out this no, year. We will. I'm, I'm telling you. Man. You get to drink Hefeweizen and then multiple other beers from Gordon Beers Brewery. So. Hey, guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Brendan, Josh, thank you for you guys for coming on. Um, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Absolutely, yeah. man. It was a lot of fun. Definitely. Uh, what do you say, uh, Prosh? Prost. Yep. Prost? P-R-O-S-T, right? Yep. Prost. 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 No, no, no. Prost. All right. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye